0: let's bring sabrina and angie into the discussion it's time for the morning brief sabrina and angie from queens park observer nice to have you good morning john okay so one of the issues we're talking about this morning is activists are calling for us to rethink the um, gardner expressway and in particular the restoration of the expressway which is a billion dollar job i'm glad this is being brought up because one of my greatest resentments about planning in Toronto and Ontario is we come up with an idea, we commit to it, then some people point out it's a bad idea and we just keep going.
1: Yeah, uh, I mean, it feels like an age-old debate in in Toronto. And someone had actually uh, suggested to me that, you know, transit decisions shouldn't be uh, made every four years, you know, because we have elections every four years. And obviously, you know, things can change. But I certainly think that this has the potential to be a wedge issue in the upcoming mayoral election. Um, And for voters to be able to have uh, an informed decision on this, like, we need more transparency. And so I'm with the group... when it comes to, you know, calling for transparency, because our deputy mayor Jennifer McKelvey had kind of um, poked holes in, in some of what this group is saying when it comes to the numbers, you know, and she's saying that staff have told her, you know, reopening this debate might not save us money or, or save us time, but she hasn't really shown us like the details of that. And so I think, you know, the more transparency, the better, because I do think this is um, something that we should be talking about as we have this mayoral election coming. Coming up And this is a really unique election, because when have Torontonians been able to just have one person on a ballot? You know, typically, municip- municipally, there's councillors, there's trustees, all of these names. And really, this is a, a an opportunity to kind of just really focus on the policy issues at play here.
0: So um, you are at Queen's Park, obviously. And yes, here at NACVI used to be at Queen's Park. He then was elected to federal office, but apparently he's mulling a and seriously mulling a bid for the liberal leadership. What do you hear?
1: Yeah, I think it's it's safe to say it's all but confirmed at this point. I don't think any of these rumored liberal leadership contenders, uh, you know, which obviously run the gamut right now, everybody wants to be leader of the third-place unrecognized liberal party at Queen's Park, it seems, but we're not going to get anyone official until the details of this race actually come out. So that's things like timelines, cost of entry. The last time around, it cost $100,000 to even, you know, get on the ticket as a candidate. And so I think, you know, uh, that will, once we get those details, this summer, I'm hearing. We'll start to see more people make it official either way, but Banakvi but stepping down as parliamentary secretary um, over on the Hill, because of course he's an MP now, I think is just a, one step closer to him making it official. Um, obviously, running for a liberal leader, it can be kind of a partisan, self-serving endeavor of course, and so to kind of focus on that um, and and you know not uh, not distract from your role in government uh, is a good move. It's not unusual. You know, Marit's was taken off the uh, off the education file as critic uh when she was running unopposed for the NDP leadership but i think you know the timing of the race is going to really impact whether we can see uh who's going to who's going to throw their hat in the ring for the liberals Nate Erskine-Smith another MP mm-hmm. had told me that if it was a late 2024 race he's out so it's really going to i think all eyes are going to be on on the liberal party when uh when it comes to like setting the rules for this race right now
0: What do you make of uh, Pierre Polyev saying he's going to sue big pharma to pay for drug rehab, because I find his opposition to safe injection sites understandable from a conservative perspective. But this, you know, declaring war on major corporations is somewhat uncharacteristic.
1: Yeah. uh, And and I think he he kind of uh, could do more to say, you know, uh, his stance on on safe injection sites, because you're right, you know, typically uh, conservatives might not be a fan. I remember when Doug Ford was actually put in charge of of rolling those out in Ontario and and he was kept saying, you know, that the federal government has decided to, to legalize these moves um and, and make these moves. And, you know, it's not on us, but we're going to try and, you know, roll it out. And of course he was criticized for putting a cap on those uh safe injection sites at the time. And you know, uh for Pierre, I think obviously, you know, BC has a class action lawsuit. So it's not unusual for him to kind of hop on that bandwagon. I think he needs to say more about uh, you know, the safe injection sites and his stance on that, because obviously that's a really important Policy matter
0: uh, besides just a lawsuit when it comes to when it comes to the, uh, the opioid crisis. Curious about your thoughts on this story we're talking about that a lot of people find very captivating this morning of uh, the families of dead people trying to unlock their cell phones.
1: Yeah, I I think this is going to be a increasingly uh, more common issue. I mean, there's so many questions about what we do now, even with uh, people's social media profiles after they've passed on. Um, what do we do with all this content in our phones? Um, I, I had even seen one theory out there that we can start to have these, you know, holograms of our loved ones based on the data from our phones, and and uh, it's kind of like this techn- technology. Um, um, on you know, in the afterlife and on the, de- the death side of things, and so I think this is going to be a, a much bigger issue. Obviously, as technology becomes more and more intertwined in our lives, um, and, and so obviously I think the onus is on these these companies to uh, you know do what's right for the families and get access.
0: Yeah, I I find it fascinating to think that you know maybe 500 years from now somebody might be looking at Facebook pages from our times, and you know what would have been like for. To be able to look at somebody's, uh, you know, digital footprint if they'd had one in f- the 1500s. Um, one last quick topic, which would be, there is a ma- They'll sue for anything in the United States, and a man is suing Buffalo Wild Wings, claiming that their boneless wings are not actually wings.
1: I agree, okay, because a boneless wing is essentially a chicken nugget. But going as far (laughs) as suing, I think you're right. You know, you can pretty much slap a lawsuit on on just about anything. And so I'm I'm curious to see how this one all shakes out.
0: Okay, thanks a lot for this. Thanks for having me. Sabrina Nanji with Queens Park Observer.